Hello, and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mommy, as my daughter calls me. We are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, aka modern day educators navigating all the things. We are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equity, equality, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh uh-ohs and boo-boos. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything that we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy banter we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving the water cooler conversation online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa? I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It's May 23rd, 2022. This is Online and Inspired. I'm Marissa and Emily Smith is here with me. Emily, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Monday. I am great. I'm looking forward to the week. I get to go to Austin, Texas. Oh, that's exciting. When do you leave? Uh, I think I leave Tuesday night. So, you know, It's kind of gearing up for a busy week, a good week, and lots going on. And what are you doing out in Austin? So, well, you'll uh, maybe our our friends from Wiley ISD are listening, Um, but we are co-presenting to uh, the Texas Commission on Virtual Education about all of the wonderful things happening in virtual ed and why we should really push the narrative forward. So we're um, presenting in front of the commission to uh, showcase really the amazing work that they've done to bring high quality services for students with visual impairment into their programming, remote uh, services for students with visual impairment. Oh, that's fascinating. Can you get this, you know, sent to me? Like, I want to watch this presentation now. That's really neat. You can actually... You can tune it, tune in live. Oh, well, I totally want, I totally want the link to that. That's really cool. I want to hear about that visual special education over a virtual. Wow. I don't even know what that would look like. That's really cool. That's really cool. We must have some really neat providers going and I really want to hear everything that's going. And I know if Wiley's involved, then it's a very cool uh, program because they, they take their education stuff very seriously. (laughs) Shout out to to Julie Greenleaf, uh, who is our VI teacher of the visually impaired, who's working in that district. So, um, and it's her birthday. So oh. happy birthday, Julie. We're going to be celebrating you in Austin. So wow. That's really cool. <laughs> happy birthday, Julie. That's awesome. I hope it's a start to a wonderful year. That's really cool. Cool. Is she going with you to? Oh. No, nope. uh, just just us uh, and uh, just us. Like I have you and the mouse in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, just myself and then the school administrators from uh, Wiley. We're meeting down there. Um, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And I have to, you know, just change the topic a little bit. I love your derby hat right now. 
it's just a hat that says Derby on it, which is fantastic because I can't associate the Kentucky Derby without hats, but that's not the standard thing that I think about. You know, this is a baseball cap. I love it. You're going to have to take a picture and send it to people, but what a cool hat that you're rocking this morning. You've always got cool hats. I've I've tried wearing hats before and people like, stop, stop. You don't, you don't have a hat face. It's, it's looking silly. (laughs) Well, Maybe maybe next week I'll wear my actual derby hat for you. So that would be elaborate and you know, that would be extremely fancy. And I would love, I would love that. That'd be really awesome. Oh, right. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in, in life. What's, how's your week been? What have you been up to? You got a big smile on your face. Must not have been a bad week. Well, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm, my family is starting to come out of the sickness, um, Mm. that we've been experiencing since the first four weeks of preschool. Um, and I've learned a lot, uh, about caring for a sick kid, Um, (laughs) but it it almost seems like the tables have been turned and I'm sorry, you're not feeling well this morning. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just hit with a bunch of fatigue and it's either, I, unfortunately did have a COVID exposure this weekend. And I hope, 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 hope that this is unrelated. And I'm just really tired. But I also did a lot this weekend. So maybe my body's just saying, hey, you know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. Maybe take a couple days down and uh, drink a little extra coffee, maybe a little tea and, and, and take a breather for a little bit. So, uh, my family and I will be having a very low key week while we wait and see what's going on and rocking those home tests, make sure that we can see folks. But, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little tired today, so I might not be my usual sharp witted self. And I apologize for that, but, uh, I'm here with a smile on my face. It scares me when you said you have an extra busy, you had an extra busy weekend because I look at your Instagram feed on a normal day and I just get tired and overwhelmed. So (laughs) what does that even mean? You had an extra busy weekend? Oh man, on Friday, we went out and we saw the new Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. Um, and it was awesome. It was so cool. No spoilers. Just let me say that the cameos in that film are amazing. So if you are a Marvel, Marvel person, definitely go see it because it's, it's so cool. And I can't wait to see what they do with the franchise after that. We went out to dinner after that, which means that my daughter had her first real babysitting experience, uh, which was phenomenal. She did a great job. And the babysitter was so kind in sending me photos of what they were up to while things were going. So I didn't have to freak out. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. And we hung out with our friends until late at night. And that was wonderful. On Saturday, uh, some of Kyle's uh, college friends were in the area and we had some local folk also, because somebody said, hey, when's your housewarming? And we said, what housewarming? They're like, the housewarming you're going to throw. So we threw a housewarming. And unfortunately, we found out yesterday afternoon that someone who was here um, did end up with a positive, though they had tested on Saturday uh, just as a precaution, as many of our friends did. On Sunday, they did get a faint positive. So it means that we did have some exposure on Saturday, which is a little scary, um, but we're all vaccinated and just got to keep our fingers crossed. And then on Sunday, uh, we were out, uh, we hit a distillery, we played in the rain, and my daughter danced in some puddles. I got some really cute video of that, actually. And we ended our evening at the beach. 
So you can understand why I'm not actually concerned that it's necessarily illness so much as maybe I should sleep more than four or five hours a night. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Um, Happily, because we didn't know that we'd had exposure. We really didn't see very many people yesterday. Uh, We were kind of out doing our own things outside and it was just the three of us. So um, we'll see what happens here. And it's also a very gray day here, uh, which is unusual for Charleston. We're six and a half inches behind the average rainfall. We finally had a rainy day yesterday and it's still kind of, it's humid. It feels maybe thunderstormy today. So we might get a little bit more of that rain and uh, that could also just contribute to my fatigue today. So, uh, but I'll take any positive vibes out there. Not so much for me, but for my little one. So hopefully, hopefully we'll dodge this, but we'll see what happens. So yeah. Sending all the well wishes to you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll be, we'll be home. So maybe we'll actually unpack some boxes. It could be a <laughs> blessing in, dis- in disguise. We've lived here six weeks or so now. And uh, I don't know that we've unpacked much since week two. We got the house to a livable state. And now there's just boxes hidden away in the garage. There's boxes in closets. There's boxes out of sight, out of mind, which means that they're not getting unpacked. And so I think that maybe it's time where we just buckle down and and get to doing that. So maybe this is just the universe telling you to unpack your boxes. I really think it could be. I really think it could be. The universe is like, listen, we gave you like kind of a big buffer. All right. Let's, let's take a minute. Okay. Now you're stuck at home. Uh, Let's take a moment and just, just, uh, you know, unpack, maybe move into your house the rest of the way. (laughs) Can I, can I let you in on a little secret? Yes. Uh, We found a new apartment. uh, (gasps) Oh my goodness. Next month. And I feel like this is going to exemplify the whole process will exemplify like our differences between mm-hmm. you and I. Um, because my, my husband asked me, he's like, so, um, you know, I'm going to be gone for work. So should we, should we just wait a couple weeks to move? I'm like, no, I'm getting in the house. I'm unpacking the boxes. My mom's coming down and she is like a ninja at this stuff. And so, oh yeah. You're going to be settled in before I am. But you know what? You're going to, you always have more fun than me. So (laughs) I win in the long run. (laughs) <laughs> but your house is going to look is going to look all put together where I mean we've yeah no we have so much unpacking to do it's disgusting we have this entire closet in the office that I open up and I'm like eventually this is going to be a book room because it's huge it's a walk-in one there are probably 60 boxes in that room alone Meetings I starting to go yeah out. it's it it's a straight up situation I mean if someone wants to come down here you know after we get past our quarantine and unpack me I'll give you a sweet high five. <laughs> so, but, uh, all right, let's talk, let's talk some stuff because we do have a live special guest today coming up in about 15 minutes. And that is Ty from Robokind, who was a lovely, lovely woman that we met while we were up in Baltimore. And she's doing some incredible work with social emotional learning and programming robots to assist. And I'll let her talk all about that. But uh, one really quick 
note for all of our listeners is that in observance of Memorial Day weekend, our show will release on Tuesday of next week. So don't forget to take some time this weekend to remember and respect those who gave their lives for the freedoms we enjoy today and look for online and inspired a day late next week after we talk uh, about our three-day weekend and uh, how we how we honored and also just took some time to do fun things. So uh, the school year is wrapping up. Kids are getting ready for summer break. I know some kids that uh, we had this discussion in, in teleteachers last week. Is There's a whole lot of school districts across the nation that are already done. Middle and high school already done. And I know they're wrapping up here in Charleston. I think my friends in New York have a full month left. Uh, we at Teleteachers are working on forging new and exciting partnerships for next year, as you were talking about. We have a full line of really exciting guests coming up on Online Inspired over the summer months. And I'm really excited to talk to all, all the folks who we've got coming on. But today is a holiday. Emily, do you know what holiday it is? Should I? <laughs> well, not really. But okay. today That's is World it's World Turtle Day. Oh, I know. This is big news, folks. Okay. <laughs> This now is in its 22nd year. The holiday began in 2000 by the American Tortoise Rescue. I did not know that there are approximately 300 kinds of turtles in the world. Did you? I was like, okay, we got big and small that, you know, boxing, snapping and sea. That's that's roughly what I had. Uh, I was completely wrong. 300 kinds of turtles and about 129 of them are endangered, which is a sad fact. That's almost half. Um. So today on World Turtle Day, people are reminded on this day how important it is to help turtles live and grow in their natural habitat. So how can you help? Check out worldturtleday.org. And to entice you, I've got some turtle facts. Everyone loves a turtle fact, right? Here we go. The largest living type of turtle is the leatherback sea turtle. It can measure up to almost nine feet long, weigh up to 2,200 pounds, and it does not have a traditional shell on its back. Did you know that like turtles may exist and not have shells? I did not know this. You can be a turtle without a shell. Like I just assumed ninja turtles, heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Everybody's got, got their, their big old shells on. But no, instead it has a thick and firm leathery skin across its entire body, which is why the leatherback turtle gets its name. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're huge. I was looking at pictures of them. You know, there multiple adults can line up next to one leatherback turtle. It's crazy. And it's one more reminder why I am terrified of the ocean. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that I'm also a little bit terrified of the ocean and working through it, but mm-hmm. I did the most magical thing that I've ever seen underwater is this enormous sea turtle. Maybe it oh, was yeah. leatherback one. I don't Maybe know. It was. Oh, but that's cool. Where were you? I was in Belize. Okay. Day when I used to scuba dive, um, my husband at the time like forced me to scuba dive, and I hated it. <laughs> and it was beautiful, but I was just like terrified of sharks. Sure, time. I didn't enjoy anything, but I did enjoy this turtle just magically floating past us. Oh, it was, that's cool. The shell was probably as big as like a car hood. Or the wow, wow, back instead of a shell, but it was magical. So that's really cool. That's really cool. I have never been swimming with a turtle that I can recall. 
I've done the, I've done the snorkeling. I've been in some coral reefs, which are gorgeous, but I think the maximum turtle size that I've run out to like run into in the wild is probably six inches. So if I were going to come face to face with a 2,200 pound turtle, that's nine feet long. I'm not sure I would survive the experience. (laughs) That would be, that'd be a little bit much for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little much. You just kind of had to put yourself, put yourself in a different mindset and say like, Oh, that turtle's not going to attack me. Right. Right. Turtles aren't carnivores. We're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We uh, have several ponds in our neighborhood here and there are always little turtles sunbathing and, and swimming around. And that's really fun to go, go watch and see. And uh, you know, you get the occasional turtle who's trying to cross the road and you don't want it to get hit. So you're going to scoop them up and, and move them to the side of the road, which is one of the great ways that you can help a turtle on World Turtle Day. If you there see you one, go. help them get across the road. And then, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, ways to always help the turtles. And uh, that would be reducing the disposal of plastic. I don't know what it is like uh, where you are in New York that discontinued the use or like the giving away of plastic bags um, in grocery stores. So you can purchase paper, though the expectation is that you will bring your own reusable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are starting to do that here in Charleston County where places are switching to paper bags or asking that you bring your own and in- incentivizing you by giving discounts at different uh, grocery stores. Um, and the reason that bags are a problem is because they look like jellyfish. And I thought that was really interesting because I looked at online and I looked at, you know, plastic bags floating in the ocean. And then I looked at jellyfishes floating in the ocean and they really do look shockingly similar. So, okay, I get that. But then the big thing, and I know this got really famous. I think a viral video went around in 2015 and I actually couldn't bring myself to watch it, but uh, I am aware of it. And that is the, the straw discussion. Um, I went on a cruise in 2018 and that was when I really first became aware of this is that plastic straws are a no, no for turtles. Um, they don't really break down. They look like delicious food. Evidently plastic as it's kind of decomposing or whatever in the, the ocean gives out a, uh, it, it triggers the olfactory senses of a turtle. Like they actually think it's food, which is fascinating to me. Um, and that viral video was a, uh, turtle that guy's straw stuck up its nose and had to be surgically removed. And the internet basically responded and Starbucks responded and cruise lines responded. And they're like, that's it. We're done with straws. And that's when we started seeing these kind of alternate straws coming up, uh, you know, ones that are made out of plant fibers, or I think noodles were, uh, a kind of straw that you could see for a little while. I've seen bamboo. I've seen a bunch of different straws and, uh, Straws are now banned here in Charleston County as well. So, yeah. so can I can I give a shout out to a female founder friend of mine who's doing amazing work in cleaning up our oceans. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, McKenna Haas of CAV Athletics, S E A A V A V Athletics dot com. We'll link it after the show, but. She is creating and has created an amazing line of athletic wear that has post-consumer water bottles spun into each piece. So she's literally cleaning up the ocean as she is making these beautiful pieces. I actually, like, this is not a a planned advertisement, but I'm in her, uh, a pair of uh, 
C of E leggings right now. Oh um, my gosh. How crazy is I that? Know. <laughs> I know. So as we're talking about turtles and doing good for the ocean, um, you know, take your Lululemon and replace it with some uh, C of E athletics. Yeah, we will definitely link that after the show. That's awesome. I will check them out myself. Uh, I guess the one last thing to wrap up our turtle conversation is that if you do live near a beach, as Emily and I both do, filling in dug holes and knocking down sandcastles before you leave, which I know feels a little bit, I thought it felt a little bit crazy. I never would have considered knocking down a sandcastle. Um, you do that to prevent turtles from becoming confused, uh, beca- having them become nesting obstacles or places for turtles to accidentally be trapped. I mean, I'm learning so much. I never had to consider these beach things and, and how to help our turtle friends. So, so I just imagined you leaving the beach and like <laughs> aggressively destroying all of these sandcastles. This is how this is how I know we've met in person now, <laughs> because that's exactly how it's going down. Okay, I am always on the evening beach walk, and a hundred percent, I'm gonna be like, "Did you see that? Somebody left their castle." Just angry kick. <laughs> I'll take a picture, be like, "Sorry to whoever this was, I just destroyed it." But hundred percent, that's that's gonna be happening from now on. Because as beautiful as those sand castles are, we are not losing any turtles, friends. Okay, not on World Turtle Day. But not on our watch. Yep, that's right. (laughs) All right, let's see. It looks like our special guest is coming on, but I think we can knock out a book feature pretty quickly. So I'm going to make a recommendation for a book that I have read and it's actually quite famous because it is read in many middle and high school programs. It's called Fish in a Tree by Linda Mullally Hunt. And it's this story of uh, an adolescent girl who spends a lot of time hiding her dyslexia, not understanding like why she's not being able to read as well as her friends, be able to read out loud. And she hides her dyslexia through a series of, you know, troublemaking antics. And one of the teachers, you know, figures out her, you know, what's going on with her and helps her open up to a, a world of possibilities. And it's just a really heartwarming, charming, fun, quick read um, that gives a little perspective about uh, some of our friends who experience dyslexia. So highly recommend that one. Um, Fish in a Tree by Linda Mullally Hunt. How about you, Emily? What's your book recommendation today? Yeah, well, my book recommendation is a follow-up because I had recommended this book and it was not yet released, uh, but sounded like a super interesting title. Um, It's called Burn Rate, Launching a Startup and Losing Your Mind by Andy Dunn, um, one of the co-founders of Bonobos uh, Menswear. And uh, report back, I read this over the weekend. I couldn't put it down. It is about the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship. And Andy writes uh, very vividly and bravely about having bipolar disorder and how that impacts him and impacted his entrepreneurial journey. And it's fascinating. And it talks about the, um, you know, the stigma around mental health. And I thought it was, you know, entrepreneurs are four times as likely to suffer from depression and seven times more likely to have bipolar disorder. And 
just seeing how uh, he brings levity to the conversation as well. So as he's discussing the book with one of his good friends and is telling him that he's writing it, he's like, yeah, it's about the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship. And he's like, aren't they the same thing? Or mental huh. illness and entrepreneurship. And I'm like, yeah, I get that at times. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I definitely need to pick up a copy of that. Uh, I know that you would have actually recommended that on, on Facebook, on your story, uh, just the other day, I was like, I remember her talking about this book. She's read it. This is great. And so it lived up to your expectation then. Exceeded my, oh, it made me, oh, every, it, emo, it elicited every emotion. And at the end, I was just crying these tears of, wow, I am so glad that I read this story. That's fantastic. All right. All right. I'm going to check it out myself. That is, that's awesome. What a book recommendation. Crying tears at the end of it is kind of hard to beat. So I look forward to checking it out. All right. I think we need to let Ty in. I'm going to hit this magical admit button. She's amazing. I can't wait to see her this morning. I know. I'm so ready. Here she comes. Oh, I see her little profile picture is herself with her robot. Ty. Hello, how are you? <laughs> we are doing well. How are you? Doing just great. Thank you so much for having me, both of you all. Good to see your faces again. Yeah. Good to see you. Yes. It's been it's been what a week and a half almost. Two I know weeks. I miss far you all too long. I just miss you all. <laughs> I know. We had such a good time. We had such was, a good time. We've so been true. craving your energy ever since we left Baltimore. Oh, thanks, Emily. No, no. Like once we left Baltimore, um, quickly I was thinking about Marissa right away. You know, <laughs> and we were texting each other. I'm like, they're my good best friends. They have a best friend for life. Both of you all have a best friend for life. Okay. I love it. I love it. I'm still I'm still apartment hunting for you uh out here. Anyone yes, living in Charleston who has a loft apartment coming available, she's very particular. She wants a loft, all right. I so want a loft. you know, if you've got one coming available or you've got an inside scoop on one coming available, I need to know about it. Contact me directly. I got my girl to to move in here. So <laughs> yes. yes then, I love it. We can go kick sandcastles together, which is not a reference you understand from not from being on this conversation only about two minutes. But if you listen to the story that came before it, yeah, we're going to go kick some sandcastles. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with kicking sandcastles. Yes. Although people put a lot of work into those sandcastles. I know. I know. But we're saving turtles, Ty. We're saving turtles. It's we not are a- saving the turtles. <laughs> there I'm you go. about that. Where I live, there's a bunch of turtles that come out of the pond. Oh, yeah. My dad likes to make a joke with me and say that they all have my name um, there in that pond, saying, whenever you see that lady, run back in. (laughs) I love picking up turtles. Of course you do. Um, I'd be crazy if I didn't ask. I believe you have someone living in your garage, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has a snake living in her garage. Yeah, and you know what? Most people they were like, "Oh, we gotta get rid of the snake." I'm like, "That snake has a purpose." <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's in my garage. Maybe he'll leave out. I haven't seen him since um his grand, you know, introduction where okay. he was sitting right beside the door of my car, and I almost stepped on him. But um, he got out the way. I tried to get him outside of the garage, but he did like a pivot. I think he doesn't like the sun like I don't. Um, <laughs> he like curved right back around. He came back in. I'm like. Well, obviously you've been living here for a while. Just stay. <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Who am I to disrupt your your system? You know what? You're yeah. not bugging me. You know you you be cool, but don't be by my car. <laughs> exactly. We're helping each other. All you right. 
<laughs> now that we know you pick up turtles, you live with a snake, you don't like the sun, and you're coming to Charleston, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Tanisha Williams, everyone. Um, I am a professional learning specialist with Robokine. Robokine is a wonderful company to be working for and to be with. Um, we work with um, robots that have face humanoid facially expressive um, movements to their face and working with social behavioral goals and um, all those soft skills that our students with autism need in order to be successful. So um, my t- I, I would have to say this is my favorite job I've ever had, <laughs> and I've had a few, <laughs> but this is my favorite job I've ever had. Not only the people, and we make sure that um, we hire people that are on the spectrum and, and not, or even have a, a very close connection, which makes that very inclusive. But we, we're all over the U.S. We're working in classrooms. You may see a Milo or a Carver or Veda or Jimmy in a classroom. Those are all the robot names. Um, and students having dance parties because the students love to have dance parties um, and interact. One of the best things with Robokine and his robot is students um, on the spectrum when working with the human therapist alone, they only had two to three percent of engagement. But once the robot was placed in front of them with the curriculum, it was a 90 percent increase in engagement in some of our research. And I have seen it. I have seen it with my nephew come to life. I've seen it with the students that I work with. But I am so happy to do the job that I do. That's I awesome. I, I give you a lot, but I'm so happy. <laughs> so what do you do with the robots? Are you like a robot handler? Do you, you know, <laughs> put them away at night? Or what, uh, what's, what's your role? <laughs> okay. I am the mommy of Carver. Okay. <laughs> Carver, right. that's here. I have a robot here that's with me. Um, and we, we make sure um, that we have diversity with our robot. So our robot is African-American. He was also in Baltimore with me. Um, and what do I do exactly? I train teachers. <laughs> I knew you did. use the robot. I also train teachers or do professional learning that I make sure they get that motivation back. Because a lot of our special education teachers, we get burned out, especially after the pandemic. But um, I, I am going to give a shout out to this one person. Nathan Hay was one of my assistant principals one time. And when he did my evaluation, he called me an edutainer. And oh, I love that. I had at the time were students that um, were more um, involved, like they need very high supports. And he was like, you just make them all excited and wanting to have a thirst for everything. I was like, my biggest thing is to make sure teachers have that same thirst and that same excitement. Because if we have the excitement, it tumbles right over to the children, right? No matter what your disability is or what if you don't have one, right? So yeah, I became an edutainer and now I am an edutainer for the rest of the world, teaching every teacher that comes to pass. But I also have um, changed it. Robo kind of changed the game. We go in and do modeling. My favorite thing is to go in with the robot. I'm a robot handler (laughs) and model uh, for the teachers and everyone that's there. Sight unseen. I've never met the students or anything. Give me 12 kids or more. And I'm like, let's do this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we go in and we make sure that everyone's having a good time and just that engagement to see the engagement shoot up with all of their kids. They're like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. You're amazing. I'm like, nope, it's not me. It's definitely RoboCon and, and, and the, the robot that's there. I am definitely liaison and facilitator of the robot. But I, I will say this other part, we have an arcade controller, which is um, you can actually program different lessons. And so that program different things, sorry. 
And I'm always programming robots to say things very personable to people. And it makes me happy. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love that you are an edutainer and a a robots mom. I think that is so cool and so perfect for who you are. Yes, a robots mom. I speak fluent Carver. That is amazing. And how long have you been with Robokind now? I'm almost coming up with my first full year with RoboCon. Okay. Um, before this, I was in education in the actual classrooms and an um, administrator. And those were the best times of my life as well. Once COVID occurred, I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's switch it up a little bit. And um, RoboKind found me and I found them. It was a great conversation between me and Ryan Bags, which is my manager now. And man, <laughs> it's been the best job ever. That I've never been so connected to people and we're virtual. We all yeah. work virtually, right? And we're best friends. It's like all <laughs> of them. Just my RoboCon family, okay? <laughs> I just say that I want to work for Brian. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> Everyone gets that same feel. Brian is amazing, right? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Brian. He, uh, I had a first call with, an intro call with him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's awesome. And... <laughs> I love the product. You know, I think yes. combining the right people with the right product and, you know, evidence-based practice behind yes. it. And, you know, it's just, you know, Emily. all the worlds are colliding with yeah. you, with uh, Brian, with RoboKind. You guys are just amazing folks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We have our evidence-based practices and we are definitely uh, sponsored by um, Case Endorsed. And that's really, really great. Um, not a lot of Programs get case endorsed. So it's because of those evidence-based practices. There's 28 of them out there. We are at least at 16 of them within our curriculum. And um, it works. That's awesome. That's <laughs> it, awesome. It, it definitely works. So. And you are now, I know I talked to you, um, you are all over the country as far as, you know, RoboKind, but you personally are all over the country coming up in August. I was asking you, like, when are you going to be around Orlando? You're like, uh, I'm not. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. In uh, what, two more days, I'm off to New Mexico. There <laughs> so you go. Like, here we go. Um, yeah, a lot of traveling is going, especially when it's like the peak season for schools, when um, they're about to start and during the summer when um, extended school years occurring. There's a lot of opportunity for training at that time and to work with students um, because a lot of our special education students right at that moment um, during ESY, they're getting those 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 skills like really, really, really tuned up and tuned in, and we don't want to see regression occur. So it's a perfect time for someone to come in and have a robot and train the teachers and also work with the students because it's a focus on them already. Why not mm-hmm. highly focus that opportunity and make sure it's a great impact? So yeah, absolutely. So with all of this, how do you maintain a work life balance? Hmm. <laughs> well, no, no, I will tell you this. RoboKind is very big on work-life balance. It's one of the first conversations we had. When you're in a pool for like, you know, trying to get hired with the company and they tell you, we we are very, very big on work-life balance. And if you ever have a moment that you don't feel like that is balanced, you let us know and we will figure it out with you. Um, that's like one of the things with RoboKind, um, the work-life balance and also the, the whole spirit of candor. We have a lot of that, but I, how do I personally do that? Work-life balance. Oh, I'm always <laughs> on. 
I'm always doing something. Okay. Um, and I love education so much that sometimes I feel like I'm not um, giving myself a balance, but I am. The way that I give myself a balance is by turning off my screen at 530. I'm done. And from there, I go out to my patio. I have a patio that has nothing but flowers, really large monsteras and everything out there. Um, and I sit for a little bit on my rocking chair and get right back up. I wait for, <laughs> I wait for honestly, I tell you all, I wait for um, Crazy Teddy, which is a dog in my neighborhood. When he comes around, I know it's time for me to go back in the house. <laughs> Crazy Teddy <laughs> does it all. But he helps me out with my work-life balance because I have to see Crazy Teddy every single day, which is the cutest puppy. Um, but then from there, I call my dad. My dad, I love, ever since I started in education, I will talk to my dad every single day and tell him about, about my entire day. That's our conversation every day. How'd your day go? How was everything? And I'm like, yeah, it was great. And once I'm done with that, I know the day is at a good place. You've decompressed. Yeah. It, it's, it's that time. Yep. But I definitely have a, this is the first time I've had the healthiest work-life balance. That's amazing. I love that. Crazy Teddy and then talking to your dad. I think that's the best decompression answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Hey, 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 that crazy is- if you all met crazy Teddy, <laughs> you understand. <laughs> so I love that that's yeah. your cue where you're like, okay, actually my relaxation time is done. Like next thing, next thing. Next, yes. It paints a picture. Yes. Even with that, you have to know when the, the cut time is. And I don't think Teddy's owner knows how much that helps me out. But when I see crazy Teddy started walking, yes, we named him that. <laughs> I, forget, I think it's an Australian shepherd. Um, but he has like a little cut tail. Um, who knows why that happened? But his eyes are white. And when he's looking at you, it's like they're everywhere because he's like all over the place. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So yeah, hurricane coming towards you. Now, is, is your dad connected to the field of education at all? By us, yes. So here's a, here's a really great story. Emily, great question. Um, my mom was a special education teacher. Uh, she's no longer with us, but she was a special education teacher for 20 something years. And through all of that, my dad learned so much about special needs kids. Um, I always say I was born into this. My sisters are also special education teachers. The one that is not, we have a nephew. I have a nephew that um, has autism and he rocks it. Okay. He is amazing. <laughs> we love him so much. Um, he also loved the lazy river, which we were in this weekend. Um, but <laughs> he is all about water. Okay. But, um, yeah, my dad, he talks about it because of us. Like we have taught him so much and he's so inclusive in life and everything else. So yeah, I would say he's a part of education through us. <laughs> That's, amazing. That's beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, wow. I, I'm learning and loving so much of this conversation. Uh, how do you personally live inspired? Oh, you sorry. are an inspiration. So it's a little I'm bit. Always, thank you. I'm always excited and inspired. I would say, first off, the work that I do, I would not want to do anything else. Like other than travel to France or something, like <laughs> go have a vacation, maybe somewhere. But even with that, I will find your local school for special needs and go up and, and sit there with them. I'm inspired because I get to do what I love every single day, and I'm also a Sagittarius, so I'm always inspired because um, 
you give me fun, I'm going to show you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to show you all the fun in the world. But um, as a Sagittarius, I, I will say that's a part of me. I'm always ready for the next adventure or the next journey. I'm always living in that spot um, of what can we do next? We, meaning me. <laughs> okay, like what can we do next, Tanisha? How can you inspire someone else? Um, when I walk outside even, and it's not saying that you you don't need to have that moment for your mental health to say, let's stay inside and just take care of myself. But even when I walk outside, I'm always listening to the birds, um, the trees waving or so, like making their whistling sounds or so. I am in touch with nature. I don't like nature that much. Don't you let a bug come towards me. I have nothing to do with that. But I am in touch enough that I am always truly inspired by all the things that I have and that I need. And this was not Tanisha always. I'll give you all a quick story. Um, growing up, I was quite tough to handle uh, going through school. Okay, mom would have told me, told you all that if she was here. Um, but it was when things occurred with her, car accident was the reason of her demise. But um, when that happened, it changed me completely as a human. I actually went right away and said, hey, I was my freshman year in college. And I was like, I'm changing my major. Going into special education, I will finish off what she started. And that has been like the thing in my life. Um, But beyond all of that, I see her in me so much. And I talk about her like she's still here with me because I am a part of her. It's a long story to get to this spot. Um, My first year of teaching with all of my students, and like I told you all, they had a lot of things um, that people would go like, man, that's pretty tough. If you're non-ambulatory, non-verbal, you eat through a G-tube, you have to be in a gurney in order to go through the hallways because everybody had a smile on their face in my classes. Everyone. I even had a student laugh at me when I fell out of a chair. I mean, <laughs> talk about some sense of humor. Right. With all of those things. I learned to live inspired. I learned to say this is not all about me. There's so much more going on out there in the world. And through loving everyone and being the best version of myself for myself and for others, I'm always inspired. I am always inspired. Um, there's never a mistake that God makes, but that always told me. But I even think about my nephew to go full circle, to have a nephew with autism that was not speaking until January. Now he's talking all over the place and telling us when to go. <laughs> he's everything to us. And so I'm inspired by him. I'm inspired by my sister. Um, I see things and I was like, you will continue to keep this happiness flowing. And it, it just only breathes off to other people. And that's how I live inspired. I feel like we get into the show right now. Like, how do you follow that? Wow. I have (laughs) chills. I'm like, there were ups and downs in that story. I have emotions. I'm not ready. Like I need a cup of tea and to like take, I need, I need to sit out by some plants, maybe call your dad. Like, right. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. hey. It is. You say that. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Ty. (laughs) So I actually had a student that used to say, uh, want to call my dad? Want to call my dad? And what I would do, or he said, want to call dad? I would call my dad and go, hello, in the classroom. And he'd go, not your dad. And so I did have people call my dad. That's adorable. What are you going to say, Emily? Sorry about that. Oh, no, I, I love that. And it is such a blessing to have parents that are that, that love this work as well. So mm-hmm. I am a proud daughter as well of a former special education teacher. And there is just, I mean, you just take that foundation with you. 
It is a part of you. It's in your DNA. So I totally, um, you know, just, just so appreciate, uh, how that brings you inspiration. You can see it clearly. It makes me so happy. You have no idea. (laughs) I was in the lazy river this weekend and there, I was so excited. I saw a family and they had a, um, their child had cerebral palsy. He was a teenager and they got him in the water, had the perfect floaty. And sure enough, the whole time I was like a hoverbug mom. (laughs) I don't even know them, but I did a little guy, um, young man, um, yeah, he had down, um, down syndrome, um, but he was swimming. I said, oh, you're a great swimmer. You should have seen him like really like go for it. I'm like, that's right. That's right. So I'm there still motivating. And my niece said, of course, Auntie Tanisha, you would always do this. <laughs> like, of yeah. course. That's yeah. perfect. Oh, how beautiful. All right. Well, now I'm super curious. I've got to hear your book and your movie recommendation because I, I don't even know what to expect coming out of you yet. I love it. There's just so much joy coming out of you that it, it brings me joy. So oh, thank you. Okay. So here we go. All right. Movie. It's not really a movie. It's more of a series. I guess. It's <laughs> Sagittarius right. for me. Break a rule. <laughs> right. Um, love on a Spectrum. Oh, so I good. Love on a Spectrum. Yes. Um, I just love the way that they're bringing out, like, just have people understand, like, everybody needs love and everybody desires love, you know, <laughs> and this is how they make it happen. Um, yeah, that and that's one of my favorite ones. Go didn't on. a new series? Didn't it just come? More just came out, right? Uh huh. Are you familiar <laughs> with this, Emily? Are you? Do you know oh. the show? It's on oh, Netflix. Please go look at Love on the Spectrum, please. Um, stream however at Hulu. I think I go through. Was Hulu. it Hulu or was it Netflix? I don't. Netflix. I'm not sure what it is. Netflix. It's Netflix. I believe it's Netflix. Just look up Love on the Spectrum and it'll tell you which one. It's I have all phenomenal. of them like, on my TV. It's phenomenal. I love the fact that you. Um, they always say on the show. Um, this is Tom. He likes blah, 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 blah. He dislikes this. This is Mary. She likes, she dislikes this. Next thing you know, they figure out how they can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a reality. Sh- I mean, not like a scripted reality show, but it's adults who. No, you can't script that one. No. <laughs> It's adults on the spectrum who are seeking love. And as we know, autism uh, it can be very hard. Uh, you know, you've got your rigidities, you've got your social uh, skills that may look a little different. Uh, and they are looking for love. And, and this show kind of starts introducing uh, different people. And a former administrator of mine messaged me just this weekend. She's like, love on the spectrum new series or new <laughs> season is out and I was like I gotta go home <laughs> yes but here's the coolest part I've told so many of my students I started um through a school I started another part of it that we um have students with autism and um coolest part ever is that now I'm able to call those parents and say hey look at love on the spectrum because their high schoolers desire it yeah. to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and I'm like no there's a show and now they can learn how to navigate through it and then you know someone just teaching them is something else is there as modeling so right awesome right. now awesome. my book let's go with my book all right um the reason I jump that's yes <laughs> yes I jump I have recommended um, this I, book too <laughs> um right now my neighbors outside are waving at me through my window and I wave back at them <laughs> so there's my life but the reason I jump um it brings another view to someone who has autism and like 
it just breaks such a loving way of seeing the world and understanding how he sees the world. A 13-year-old boy, he's nonverbal, but he explains so many things that we have questions about. Why do you stem? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? He explains it, mm-hmm. like how he feels. And it's one of those things that would give you like the chills and make you feel very inspired. Actually, um, I had some IAs, instructional assistants at the time when I was starting off the program. And we did a book study on this book because one was afraid to be in the classroom because she was like, oh my gosh, I may get bit. This may happen. That may happen. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's, let's learn about it. I thought it was the best way to teach by doing a book study. Mm-hmm. So we went through with that book and they, from beginning of the year to maybe two months in, I wouldn't even say that much further. They loved every child in there and understood and tried to, it, it was just a different way that we looked at everything in the world through the eyes of that book. So yeah, that book really offers a lot of perspective on, yeah. you know, just the, the perspective of this child, a uh, young oh. adult really at this point, um, who is on the spectrum and, and the connection he has with nature and just like his feelings about water and just so much. It really just gives you a whole new, new view. Um, And autism is a sensory processing difference. And Mm -hmm. this, this gives some perspective as to, as to what that looks and feels like. So great recommendation. I recommend that book. Every All right, Ty, we are coming up at the top of our uh, our hour here. So I want to make sure that you have your minute of self promo time. So talk about you, talk about Robocon, talk about whatever you want to talk about. I will, we want to hear from you. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. All right, everyone. Have a moment to look at um, Robokind.com and please. Please, if you have a student with autism or any unique ability, disability, social behavioral um, goals are really important to navigate and for our students to navigate. So please, please, please look at RoboKind and the work that we're doing. Um, Also, love someone like me. Make sure you remember that you love your teachers, okay? There's educators out there in the world. And if you are a parent or so, please love on those teachers that are out there. Teachers, I love you. And all the students with needs, I love you too. But other than that, I'm happy that I was able to be here on the show with you all and that we met in Baltimore. Um, There's more to come for me. I hope I get to meet with you all again. 100%. 100%. We need to make that happen. I don't know what state it will be in or where or whatever, but I had, I mean, you were so much fun. I barely left your side for three days. I loved it. We accidentally met, we accidentally met in the hallway, both like. She had a sequin. I did. I had a lot of sequins on yeah. He was littering throughout the whole time. So I was. Yeah. I rocked the sequins and she came up to me and we hit it off in the first 30 seconds of knowing each other. And we just connected for three days straight and it was so much fun. And that was the first time that I've traveled uh you know, out in an education way, like as a presenter, or anything like that. And you mm-hmm. set the bar so high that I have no idea that I that I can ever match it again. So I'm so glad that we got to meet and have so much fun together. Thank you so much. Same here. Same here. Emily, once we all met, like it was just, it was meant to be. You all, that, that whole entire time was meant to be, no matter what. 
We're so, team. We love you. Yeah, oh, we do. Thank we you. do. We love you all as well. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We will definitely share out all that you have shared with us today. And we wish you a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for coming on. All right. Bye, you all. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, okay. I love her. Can't wait. Right. The best. Oh, right. She her, is amazing. Her energy is everything. A hundred percent. At the beginning of the show, I was a little bit tired. Now I'm ready. Like, let's go conquer the world. Excuse my clap on that microphone, everybody. But that's how pumped I am right now. I don't need caffeine. I need a hit of tie in the morning. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Might just need to start my days with a phone call from her. I'd be like, can you just be my alarm clock? And then the world just will be, will be our oyster. <laughs> that we know her now I know I know I'm so glad uh all right let's wrap this up let's let's see if we can do this in two minutes uh here we go one I'm on LinkedIn I don't really understand it if you know me find me teach me okay there's tech talk for the week but let's get to influencers we admire because I just want to know who you admire mine is the Holderness family uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them other than the Costco loving link that I sent you at one point and the they're from my, they're from my hometown. What? Ish. Oh my God. Springfield, so, Missouri, where I went to college. I did not know that. Yeah. That explains your awesomeness too. You're just, it's like, it must be that area. I've seen them like become famous. That's like I remember awesome. watching them when they weren't famous. And now like I saw a book about the, or that they had written in Barnes and Noble. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're everywhere now. I they they got me through COVID. I would look forward to their videos every week. On Friday nights, we would have we had one couple that we kind of quarantined as a family together throughout the pandemic. Uh, they saw no one, we saw no one, and we just saw them on Fridays. And every Friday, we would watch some of the Holderness family, and it was so much fun. Um, but I will post some of their some of my favorite videos. And yes, they do a lot of parodies that have to do with Disney. Uh, so I have a small bias there, and you may recognize them from the Amazing Race. Um, they were recently on that, but I will, I will promo them after the fact, but who is your influencer for the weekend? So it's, it's an influence, influencing account, not necessarily okay. one person, although there's probably one person behind it, but uh, good news movement. Right. So good yes. news underscore movement on Instagram. It is like the um, alternative feed to whatever news station you select. So happy stories it's like your dopamine hit when you look at their feed so love them. yeah they are so much fun and I will link them on there too I also follow them on Instagram and they are they're just you know that moment of happy in your everyday scrolling especially when it gets too much like their videos are, are phenomenal 100% so of course every week we want to hear who your influencers are that you admire keep this narrative going with us and our question for you and we'll circle back to this topic next week is who are your favorite reality TV shows and who are you watching right now? Uh, Love on the Spectrum is going to have a lot of time with me this week, 100%. It's going to trump all the other things that I'm supposed to watch because it's a binge-worthy show. Uh, but I want to hear from our audiences. Who is your favorite reality TV shows, past or present? Because I've only really watched cooking shows and this one. So <laughs> I don't have a lot of reality show experience, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, who you admire. Uh, Emily, did you have anything you wanted to contribute before we wrap up? 
I don't think so. All right, then let's do our outro and wrap it up for today. Just a reminder, everyone, our next episode will come out on Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together, and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online and inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages, also Twitter and LinkedIn. Search for Online and Inspired, where you can find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. And if you're looking for a position in online learning or looking to supplement your offerings in your school districts for next year, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.